And he was a very supernaturally aware person. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are several times when he engaged the angel of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, He interceded for even his uh, nephew Lot to the angel of the Lord and saved, yeah, and, and, you know, saved Lot and, and others Mm -hmm. because of his intercession. I think that's an interesting, um, template for us in the new covenant to pray for others and Mm -hmm. believe God for their deliverance or healing or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, powerful stuff. Uh, and you see that down through, you know, uh, think of some great examples with Jacob where he's, you know, wrestling with an angel mm-hmm. or seeing a, mm-hmm. a, a ladder, you yeah. know, leading up into heaven and so forth. So the supernatural element really can't be removed even from a, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, a modern believer. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's to the believer's detriment. If we negate the supernatural worldview, we're opening ourselves up for deception. We're opening ourselves up uh, to be preyed upon because of our ignorance. Sure. You can't resist what you don't believe is there. Yeah. Um, there are people that don't even believe that there's a literal devil. They don't yeah. even believe. Sure. The majority of the church is getting to where they don't believe in demons, mm. a literal devil, they think that uh, maladies and, and situations with the mind and mental illnesses all do, you know, to uh, natural circumstances. Sure. When the Bible is clear about certain things, I'm not saying that every malady is inspired by demons. Yeah, I believe sure. that we're fallen. I believe we're in a fallen environment. Realm, yeah. And uh, we, we definitely are exposed to these things. But there are things behind things. Sure. And uh, the Bible says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but on the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are temporal, subject to change. Mm -hmm. Blood pressure is going to change. Sure. Um, You know, blood sugar is going to change. But what's really behind that is eternal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, and so we've got to fixate our eyes on the unseen. And the only way we can do that is by being in a total covenant relationship with this Bible. Mm. I mean, this is Jesus to me in a sense. Now, don't take that wrong. Yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. it. But this, when I sit down with this book, I'm sitting down with the master. Yeah. He's talking to me. These are his words. Right. And I need to have a relationship and interaction with this word. Otherwise, I'm going to be open for anything that comes down sure. the down the pike, and I can be deceived. And, uh, you know, if you've got a Bedouin that's out there dwelling in tents, that's wrestling with angels, <laughs> that's uh, seeing angelic hosts and interceding on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah, when you see that kind and praying for a Abimelech and sure. and his yeah. and his harem, <laughs> right. you know, to yeah. be fruitful and bountiful, um, and uh, I mean, well, there, there's a, an amazing scripture I believe around um, the twelfth or thirteenth chapter of the book of Acts, and it's uh, when. Um, the healing of the man at Lystra, you know, that mm-hmm. was impotent in his yes, feet. And, yes. and, and uh, they came to, they came to Paul and, and Barnabas, and they basically said, the gods have come to us. Mm-hmm. And they called, uh, you know, they called uh, Barnabas Zeus, which is represents power. Yeah. And then they called Paul Hermes, which represents message or represents revelation. 
that is so far removed from today's church. Yeah. How many churches are you going to go to or how many pastors or ministers will visit you that you actually say the gods have visited us today? Yeah, yeah. So we've kind of lost that whole, um, you know, expectancy and, and that, that awareness sure. that we're called to shake what Jesus broke. Right, right. Which is the realm of these fallen gods that are mm-hmm. over the nations of yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like our culture in particular has no problem worshiping the man mm-hmm. yeah. without attributing it to God, mm-hmm. you right. know? Right. Um, but you know what I love about that story, there's many things, uh, but the fact that Barnabas mm-hmm. who, you know, is one of my favorite characters because he's always seen helping somebody else find their place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's Paul or whether it's John Mark later, mm-hmm. you know, and he's comfortable just not being in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when he and Paul separate, mm-hmm. he takes John Mark and you never hear of Barnabas again, but mm-hmm. later in Paul's ministry, he calls for John Mark. Yes. Uh, and that was the mm-hmm. legacy of Barnabas. But what's interesting about the story that you mentioned in Lystra there is that Clearly, even though Barnabas wasn't saying much, they could tell he was the one in charge. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was the one they called Zeus, yes. which, you know, that's just a side note, but it's just, it speaks to the complexity, the richness, the depth of the scripture, and so much mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. 